everybody, and welcome to The Whole Rabbit, where we don't just investigate the pointy ears, or the scruffy neck, or the furry paws, or the cotton tail, we investigate The Whole Rabbit. And today... What are we, wait, wait, what are we doing here, guy? Come on. We're doing an experiment. We're doing an experiment that we can do right here on the air. What's, yeah, what's the experiment? Okay. Let's, why don't you tell these fine folks? So you're going to use your psychic powers to guess an object that's in my hands, okay? So, make sure to pull over to the side of the road. I doubt you're actually going to do that if you're listening. So, pretend you're pulling over to the side of the road, and just pay extra special attention while you hypnotize yourself. I'm kidding. Don't actually do that. Don't drive and hypnotize yourself. In fact, don't listen to this while you're driving. Okay, you can maybe listen. you shouldn't listen to this at all. Yeah, <laughs> maybe don't listen to this. No, okay, you should you should keep listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Don't don't please don't turn please this don't, off. Please no, don't. Yeah, do don't. It. <laughs> don't stop listening, please. We've got like four subscribers on YouTube. Okay, so here's a deal. You got to clear your mind. We're gonna do a really quick hypnosis. You can feel, starting from your extremities, a feeling of calmness moving throughout your body you're calming down you're chilling out you don't care much about anything at all this is the ideal state of mind now that you're calm you're going to move your consciousness into the object in my hand quick what's your first impression of it don't think logically what's the first thing that you saw and start describing from there Okay, that's the experiment. I guess if this experiment really sucks, we can always cut it out of the episode. Yeah, I guess so, but, like, let's see where it goes. So, that experiment is an experiment in remote viewing. What is remote viewing? If you go on YouTube, you'll see this guy named Russell Targ, and it'll say, Banned TED Talk. Well, what's that all about? Well, this guy named oh, Russell... I've seen this. This is a, It was a funny TED Talk, because... Guy didn't even seem too th- enthusiastic about what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like some just some old guy, and he has you know, like he. You know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of Egon, like Harold Ramis playing Egon. Like I think that's who he based his his character off of. If he were like eighty four, which is how old he is in that video, I'm sure he was just eighty, but or whatever. But this was in the eighties, remember? Like when he did his work, he did his work in the seventies. Yeah, he was a lot younger, so Harold Ramis could definitely pull him off way back then. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, back in the day, he was totally an Egon character. And now he, he's Mr. Magoo. Yeah, and he worked for the Stanford Research Institute, uh, where he and Harold Putoff worked together to do psychic research for the CIA. At first, nobody really took them seriously, but they found this guy named Ingo Swan, who claimed to be the most psychic man in the world. And when they put him to the test, well... He did a pretty darn good job. They were doing a test where the CIA gave a certain target to Ingo Swan. He went to the target in his mind, and it actually had an effect on the target. Ingo Swan didn't really know what he was affecting with his mind, but it turned out that what he was affecting was like a super sensitive piece of equipment that was used to pick up nuclear explosions and things throughout the world. It was a highly shielded gravimetric device designed to detect any sort of 
nuclear test throughout the world. The thing about this was its claim to fame was the fact that it's supposed to be so shielded that only the the gravitons from a nuclear blast could possibly make it flitter, flutter, whatever it does as 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 some sort of gravimetric device. A shielded magnameter. Magnameter? Mag magnameter? Magnameter? That sounds magnometer. That's how you spell it. That, that's, that's the ultimate form of of magnetite. That ain't how you pronounce it, that's but how, that's how that's I'm pronouncing it. <laughs> yeah. So on May 29th, on in 73, Ingo Swan remote viewed this thing, and it caused a measurable disturbance. It made it made a it made a, it made a, a, a dent in the needle. Basically, it went and like, boop, boop. the professor studying the uh, remote viewing uh, almost got kicked out of Stanford for destroying the test yeah because it was considered a test that was running and it was the nsa's test specifically run out run out of stanford run out of stanford at which point there became like this intergovernment conflict where the nsa basically had to ask russell targ and put off why are you and the cia spying on us it pretty much proved that ingo swan was psychic and could reach out with his mind and affect things. Oh yeah, this is uh, later on in their experiments. They not only did they like remote view into a government facility, they remote viewed into a filing cabinet onto some actual classified documents and actually got code names from a document in their in their tests. And this was one of these experiments where somebody from the intelligence community provided them a target and it was to like their wood cabin vacation home that was not too far away from a secret base. So at first, the result seemed all wackadoo because he was just supposed to describe like a cabin in the woods, but a little bit of, a very little bit of footwork proved that there was, well, a secret base that was there to spy on Russian satellites russian spy satellites yeah it was designed to actually capture all the information on the satellites as they flew overhead and so the psychic pat price was able to accurately read the names from the filing cabinets in this secret base which was all special access which we learned in the last episode means you ain't supposed to know about it who knows who cue ball was exactly so they're trying to like tell this guy hey you know about something that we're not even supposed to talk about how do you know about it and more or less they proved that psychic abilities worked and they used the same psychic pat price later outside of stanford research institute away from academia and had him work on supposedly he he worked on some undercover stuff and it earned him being poisoned by the KGB, supposedly. Not only Pat Price... Well, like, Pat Price got assassinated, but, like, Ingo Swan apparently remote-viewed Jupiter before Voyager got there, and uh, he described uh, rings that uh, we didn't believe were out there until Voyager actually took a picture of them. So Ingo Swan is the first person to accurately describe the ice rings around Jupiter, and he did it through remote viewing. His story is really messed up. He has, like, he got his superpowers in some sort of, like, old-school X-Men way where it's, like, psychic trauma induced while he was a child. Yeah, Yeah, he got, like, beat up by the kids on the block or the kids on the playground. Yeah, because he was gay and he got beat up by... Well, it didn't say that. We're just kind of inferring. No, no, he was totally saying that, that he got beat up by, like, boys he liked and, like... Oh, it said that? It all fucked his his mind up. It said that? I don't remember that. Yeah, dude. That's really messed up, man. 
it's really messed up <laughs> but we're sourcing a documentary called third eye spies oh totally crazy you should watch it it has lots of really good sources directly from people like yuri geller and basically a lot of a lot of high level people in the military witnesses it really redeems russell targan everything he's saying and there's documents you can just pull up right now on google you know what i thought was amusing is when i looked up i thought i was typing in something and totally stupid to be typing in google chinese psychic children and I pushed enter, and the first thing that popped up, it's all in capitals, it's like, there's China's psychic children! Who put it there? The CIA. It's a, it's a CIA document. Wait, wait, so, like, the Chinese psychic children is a CIA conspiracy? It's actually just a document that, if you click on it... Oh, I wanted a conspiracy. Marcello Truzzi submitted to the CIA about China's psychic savants it's really quite interesting a lot of the things that are presented to the cia are written in plain english so people that aren't really that knowledgeable about the topic can be knowledgeable about it so some of these things are really great to read and they're from they're from a perspective uh where they're talking to potentially a skeptic or someone who just wants the information on how to use this stuff functionally or maybe just to weaponize it so a lot of the information you can find in these declassified CIA documents are really helpful to understanding this stuff. The document starts out telling a story about an 11-year-old named Tang Yu who was wrestling with his buddy when he got a really strong psychic impression of what was in his buddy's pocket. And he, he accurately described everything that was on, I guess, the cigarette box. And rather than bragging about it to everyone and trying to tell a tall tale that would get him in trouble, he started this little game where he would write. he would have people write things on pieces of paper and then he would crumple it up and hold it up to his ear. And apparently he was like really, really, really accurate with being able to tell people what was written on the piece of paper. And the stories spread and the stories spread. And eventually it just created enough of a buzz to where the Chinese government began researching what we would call psi phenomena. But they call it something much more practical. They call it extra human functions. Which sounds so much more just like, rational you know, to me. It's just human functions, you it's, know? It's just how the functions function. It's just what humans do. Just just extra ones, you know? It's just extra ones that, um... We're not aware know, of. Yeah, that we haven't studied. And, Jedi shit. <laughs> but once you read into it, it's really fun how every culture's unique history and understanding of psychic phenomena filters into how they understand it. They explain these things in terms of chi and of course they do you gotta raise your chi to to activate your psychic fucking abilities and unblock your your chi flow passages actually it says some it says a lot of stuff like that in there. yeah yeah i know fucking chinese shit how how it sounds <laughs> like it all sounds like that shit you just gotta like allow the wind to pass through and let the chi flow i know people on youtube have seen this one guy who have like he's like supposedly can set paper on fire with his chi He's, like, some sort of chiropractor and, like, freaking Qigong master. Because, like, the things that, like, the those Qigong masters can do is absolutely crazy. Yeah, some of this... I've seen those videos on YouTube where he can, like, light newspaper on fire. And, of course, there's videos to, like, debunk it. But, you know, at some point you have to just decide, I guess, what you believe or what your mind is open to and you're willing to investigate that's kind of where we're at i think it's possible i kind of lean towards that's totally possible one thing like about the eastern versus the western societies like western societies just assume oh there's a psychic person you know like 
you're sort of given like the, your lot in life like okay you're born with these powers or they develop because of you when eastern cultures are like yeah of course psychic powers you know you just got to cultivate them and it says that that their mythology speaks of knowing where things are buried and being able to psychically infer different data hell one of the drunken immortals was famous for like doing astral travel in fact he like asked like the sto- one of the stories is that he astral traveled the the person he left to watch his body just like left his post and his body got mangled by a tiger so he like floated around in the astral because like you know you you only have so much chi cultivated to float around in so he had to find a body real quick and all he could find was like a like a beggar who just died so like he like inhabits this body of a lame beggar with like you know a bad leg and shit so the chinese have like all sorts of shit like this in their culture okay so it says here that a special physics research team from the high energy institute announced that children with EHF could expose film in a light-proof container. Um, When engaged in such activity, moreover, the children seemed to emit light quanta and electrical waves that could be picked up with special biodetectors. Also, it says, a group from the Beijing Teacher Training Institute announced that their young charges could cause an operating radio transmitter to disappear from one room and show up in another. That's a pretty tall tale. I'd love to see that. Yet another group claimed that a 12-year-old girl could use psychokinesis to move the hands of a watch. A bit more, be- bit more believable. Yeah, that's pretty super psychic. So there's been rumors, I guess, since the 80s of super psychic children in China. I guess lastly what I want to say about Russell Targ is it really sucks that his Wikipedia page has to characterize his work as pseudoscience. When I've got all these CIA documents that show and name him as the head researcher of all these successful projects. Like, he was into lasers. That guy was like, he helped us make lasers. Like, I'm sorry, UFO conspiracy people. Lasers is a human invention. We invented that shit. We figured out how to laser photons to make them all follow into one fucking single track. And according to the documentary Third Eye Spies, he had a really hard time getting his work on lasers included on his Wikipedia page. He kept getting his stuff removed when he would edit it, to which the admin of his page kept replying, nobody really cares about your work on lasers. You're known for your pseudoscience and your your work in parapsychology. And I'm looking at his page right now, and you can see buried all the way down here in four... Point three point one under journal articles, his work on lasers and electro-optics. So the guy really had to fight to be seen as anyone relevant or anyone to be taken seriously in terms of science. And he really, he put his whole career on the line to work with the military. And some cool, crazy shit. And I guess, I guess the intelligence community. To, yeah, to do some cool, crazy shit. Moving on from that, there's other instances... I suppose the whole men who stare at goats story is an entirely different story with the army. And I'm still exploring psychic abilities and extra human perception. Well, okay, so the SRI thing ended in 1995. I guess when Jimmy Carter was addressing a graduating class, he told or related the story of how they found a downed Russian aircraft that had codebooks on it using remote viewing. Oh, how about that one thing when the 
they like found that downed Russian defector bomber. Yeah, I guess that was that's one thing that was really good. Like at. they were looking for it and they couldn't find it, and the 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 psychic guys like, oh yeah, that's because it's like, you know, it's way of the fuck over here. Like they they had like they drew a, like a little map from the remote viewing, and then the psychic actually like walked up to the map of the area that they were looking in. It's like okay, this, and it matched. It matched. Yeah, right here, and like figured out where it was. Carter just blabbed about some operation which was still classified of this nature was, to this graduating it, it, yeah, class. It was that one. And then uh, it might have been that one. And then abruptly, abruptly the program ended after that. And then they came out and said, oh, it ended because it didn't yield anything effective. What? After like 20 yeah, this years? Is, this is in the Clinton administration that it finally shut down. Like tens of millions of dollars later, it didn't provide any use. That's nonsense. Especially, anyone, like, a, a, a yearly funded program. Anyone with a brain can figure out that if they spent that much time and money on it, that it was effective. And it obviously continued in some more secret way. One of the first things I found while looking up what the military had to do with psychic phenomena was this declassified CIA document called Analysis and Assessment of the Gateway Process, which was prepared for the U.S. Army Intelligence and Security Command. It details, essentially how the two hemispheres of the brain work, how they communicate with each other, and how to influence the subconscious mind, and how to access the subconscious mind for information that is outside of time and space. In the very beginning, the guy's basically saying, look, you're going to have to accept some things that aren't rational, some things that sound totally crazy in order for you to understand what I'm saying. And the basically what he says is this, and I, I made a little chart so I could explain how it works. So in this declassified document, it basically explains that the left side of your brain is the self-cognitive verbal part of your brain that assigns meaning consciously to things. You're like, oh, that thing? Oh, that's a bad thing. Oh, this thing? That's a good thing. And that's the stuff you're actually thinking in your head that you can hear that you associate with as yourself. That's your left brain. And it acts as a filter. It basically passes that information and those conclusions over to the right side, the right hemisphere of your brain, which is non-critical, holistic, pattern-oriented. These commands and pieces of information then embed into the limbic system and the rest of your anatomy and become acted upon. So basically, the way it's laid out in this document is that... So, well, here's the thing. The whole the whole paper is about how to bypass the self-cognitive, verbal, rational filtering part of the left hemisphere and gain direct access to the non-critical, unthinking right hemisphere in order to embed commands. Ex so some evil shit. Well, you could see how it could, yeah, it could have some applications. You know, it's basically saying how to embed commands into people's brains and explaining the science behind it. But this is this is the sort of thing that magic is made of. This is this is what they teach you in magic. Well, in in but here's the thing: in magic, you're doing that shit to yourself. Like you're doing the rituals and the inane gestures and the the Hebrew god names that you just don't fucking comprehend, and you're kind of doing that shit to yourself. Yeah, it says like through boredom. Or through various states of excitement or inhibition is how oh. you can how you can. Have you ever tried to do an old school kabbalistic ritual? It is the most boringest thing in the world. And I guess that's partially how you can gain access to that part of your brain. So, 
I guess we are reprogramming your entire subconscious, as I'm sure you are bored to fucking tears listening to this podcast right now. Please forgive us. Yeah, so who wrote this? This crazy-ass document? Commander Wayne M. McDonald. So, this is just all about how to, like... What was that terrible movie? Insertion? Fundamentally, the Gateway Experience is a training system designed to bring enhanced strength, focus, and coherence to the amplitude and frequency of brainwave output between the left and right hemispheres, so as to alter consciousness, moving it outside the physical sphere, so as to ultimately escape even the restrictions of time and space. The participant then gains access to the various levels of intuitive knowledge which the universe offers. What differentiates the gateway experience from forms of meditation is its use of the hemisync technique, which is defined in a monograph by the Monroe Institute trainer, Melissa Yeager, as a state of consciousness defined when the EEG pattern of both hemispheres are simultaneously equal in amplitude and frequency. You could find apps for this. There's tons of them, I think, where it plays one tone at a certain frequency in one ear and another tone in your other ear. Oh, binaural beats. Binaural beats. Supposedly what it does is it makes your brain take an average of those... Your brain takes the one frequency and subtracts the other, and it begins to... Create a third one. It, yeah, it create it begins to operate at a certain frequency. That's the idea behind it. Because your brain operates at frequencies that you can't really hear, so you have to play two sounds that like cancel each other out to equal those frequencies. I don't know. It's all explained in the paper. It's just math. It's just, you know, whatever. You can You can download it on iTunes. That's what matters. Yeah, we're not going to be able to explain this stuff perfectly, but this stuff is weird. Yeah. And, like, it's kind of backed up by the government. So it's it's kind of like the government's been into this stuff, but they just don't want other people to know about it. Or they just, like, they don't care until, like, somebody else is doing it and could, like, possibly weaponize it before them. I think the last thing we want to say before we wrap it up with our conclusions about all this stuff, the last piece of data we want to share with you is from Michael Aquino. Michael Aquino is, let me see. Oh yeah. What is Michael Aquino? Isn't he, isn't he a Satanist? Michael Aquino is the head of the temple of set and he's, Uh, and he's also a major, I think in the army reserve. Oh, oh, the Army Reserve? I'm not 100%. He's a major. The Reserve? He has clearance, man. The Reserve. Anyway, he was asked to... Two weekends a month. I don't know. I'm probably screwing this up. I think it's just... The Reserve. This is terrible. Michael Aquino and Colonel Paul E. Valet, also a commander, prepared a paper for the Pentagon called Mind War. And it's all about how to mind control people. But... You know, if you read it, it doesn't really sound all that terrible. It's kind of really frightening if you actually put some thought into what he's saying. Here's what it says. The advantage of mind war is that it conducts wars in non-lethal, non-injurious, non-destructive ways. Essentially, you overwhelm your enemy with argument. You seize control of all the means by which his government and populace process information to make up their minds. You adjust it so that those minds are made up as you desire. Everyone is happy, no one gets hurt or killed, and nothing is destroyed. Ordinary warfare, on the other hand, is characterized by its lack of reason. The antagonists just maim or kill each other's people and steal or destroy each other's lands until one side is so badly hurt that it gives up, or both sides are hurt so badly that they agree to stop short of victory. After such a war, there is lasting misery, hate, and suffering. So this whole 
bit is basically about how you get people in a room and you turn them from being in a bad mood where they don't want to work together, where they're making bad decisions based on their reptilian survival mode of consciousness and elevate their consciousness to where they're in a good mood, they're amicable, positive, intelligent, and ready to work with other people. And this is achieved by manipulating the colors in a room, the temperature in a room, and by emitting electromagnetic waves through a room. Yeah, this guy just, like, he just jumps from, like, oh, you know, you want to make a subtle atmosphere, and then you want to crank on the fucking... The brave Wayne Ray machine of magnetronic, you know, propulsion. You know, crank it up and you know, turn it to this frequency, and next thing you know, everyone yeah who hates just, each other. You is... just start cranking out the 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 alpha waves, and everyone starts cooperating. You know, it's crazy shit like that. You could yeah, there's a YouTube video of Michael Aquino talking about this stuff, and if you read it in tandem with the document that was prepared for the Pentagon. Well, it pretty much tells you what, how it works. Well, that's a fucking path working right there. Listening to Aquino talk about the document that you're reading that he wrote, that's like that's an occult path working. He's dude. Sa- he's he's so pleasant to listen to. Well, he has to be. You he's could just fucking, you could listen to him talk for a long time. He's using mind altering techniques and neurolinguistic programming. Maybe he's got a little device in his pocket that emits all those happy vibes that he's talking about all the time. He's just he's just stoked on life all the time. Oh, uh, he's just like getting blissed out on his little blissometer. Yeah. Where's that technology? Why yeah, don't we how, have blissometers? Yeah, why don't we have blissometers in all our houses? Well, because that that would be like the weird freaking Borg like timeline. We'd end up like the Greys, dude. We can't go down that timeline. Shouldn't we be putting these happy emitters in our cell phones? In our cell phones and in our TVs and in our cars and everywhere? Call me crazy, but we should just always have those everywhere. We should put antidepressants in our water. Durr. Something in the water. <laughs> Something in the water. No, that's that's see that's the thing is we should be able to develop shit ourselves. So what are the implications, folks? What does it all mean? Dude, psychic powers are real. Just ask anybody driving down the freeway. Like, here's a test if you want to test psychic powers. Test other people's psychic powers. Just stare at them while you're, like, going down the freeway. Not if you're driving. But, like, just look at the person in the car next to you. They can see you. They see you. They, like, know you're looking. They look at you. Every time. It's it's weird. And don't tell me it's peripheral because people, I've been staring at people, like, from behind them and they'll look. That's why you can't st- that's why you can't stare at cute girls. Sometimes you can't even look at them. Oh, it- they know. They can smell your eyes looking at them. You just you take one glance at them and they're suddenly like it's like hitting them with a ping pong ball. They're like, "What? Who just hit uh. me with a ping pong ball?" <laughs> but they get hit with ping pong balls quite frequently, so they just sort of like adjust their move where they're just like, "God, fucking people." I know, I know it's real, man. I I know it's real. I'm not even a girl. I know it's real. So, could you imagine? <laughs> just like, just ping pong balls flying out of people's eyes, just just hitting girls. I guess they're just just bouncing off their tits. <laughs> that's the disadvantage of being really cute. Because okay, here's another thing. What well, is that's psychic the point. Abilities. What is being psychic? I guess that's what this all boils down to. Is is it just like seeing? Is it is it fucking? Everyone is psychic. Everyone is psychic. It's just 
The only people who aren't psychic are the people who just totally will not believe in those things at all. See, I don't even think... And even a... then, those people are psychic. They just interpret that information as just, you know... Invalid. Reg- invalid or just regular old data. Or just a hunch or good luck or a guess or... A gut feeling. Uh, or gut feeling or a coincidence. But it's it's all there, man. It's all there. Well, like... Well, here's, here's the thing is like some of the Chinese stuff it wasn't even it wasn't even psychic it was just physical in a way that we didn't understand well what are psychic powers or, or what does it mean to be psychic like does it mean I'm able to read your mind or does it mean like more of like I am able to somehow you know read your moods like empathy is empathy psychicness and even then one can say oh I'm just reading facial expressions but like how about another view of psychic? Like, what if being psychic just means you have, like, access to people's computing power in their brains? Like, we all come Who to says get... that's not happening all the time anyway? Yeah, like... Don't you just feel smarter around some people? You know, like, we come together and then we have, like... like or adding, adding more processors to a, to a board. You know, we just start to, like... Yeah, or dumber, like, straight up, there are some people you have to, like, dumb yourselves down to, otherwise it's, like, you know, they don't just, they just don't want it. <laughs> Dude, I gotta do a lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram every time I go on 4chan for, like, more than five minutes. Oh, uh, dude, you can't go there. It's bad for your psyche. I think it is bad for your psyche. It's like, it's like a drug. It's like cocaine. It's just like, whoa, this is exciting, and then you're like, wow, I, I feel angry now. Yeah, see, that's like, isn't that like a form of psychism? Like, they're actually projecting, like, anger? Or, like, they're, they, they, they have content that they know is going to anger? Well, part of what we, part of what they talk about, Russell Targ, and the research they, they figured out was that these things work regardless of distance or time. If you're going to factor in the speed of light, this stuff moves faster than the speed of light because you can travel to Jupiter instantly and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, because Ingo Swan and his whole v- vision of the rings. So, technically speaking, if this stuff is true, when you you could embed things in a thread in 4chan, you could you could pass psychic information through the internet or through the phone or through a video. That's entirely possible. I don't. I think that some of you, may, you sometimes you get those like like copy pasta chain mail things where it's like this is a haunted painting, and if you take one look at it. Your life will be haunted as fuck. I remember being really creeped out by some of those in high school. I remember there's this one painting called The Hands Resist Him. And it's this really creepy doll looking boy. And he's standing in front of a window with a bunch of shadowy-esque hands like pushing up against the glass. And supposedly, if you look at it, your life will be haunted as fuck. Well, is your life haunted as fuck? Well, I was in high school, of course. Oh yeah, that's true. So that's just like stating a fact and making you watch a video. I was I was getting laid, so it didn't matter. But now they haunt you. Yeah, now I'm <laughs> now, the, now the hands they resist me. <laughs> it's no good. I don't even have hands anymore. I just replace them with chainsaws. That's how I get down. Yeah. Don't you DJ with chainsaws? I do. I shouldn't have to say I do. I don't believe in marriage either, speaking of which. It's a bunch of bullshit. I'm just kidding. Get married. Don't get married. Don't no, 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 no. Get married 
unless you don't want to get married, then don't get married. Don't get married. Yeah. Like, or maybe maybe get married, you know? Sometimes sometimes join a church. Find a find a nice person. You know what I've thought about it now? You should get married. Just do it. But you, think you know about it's a it good first. Idea. Think about it first and then decide not to. Are your friends getting married? If they are, don't. Because that's just cheap and lame. That's and like that's trying just, to keep up with your friends and when their yeah, relationship. That's just attention seeking. I think we're getting into the weeds here. The point is, <laughs> have you ever been at someone's wedding and you're like, oh, this is going to last like. And you almost know exactly how long yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, psychic impression. Yeah, see, that's remote viewing, dog. Everyone can do it. So so you're saying that like we can all. Like there's remote viewing through time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because there, um, there was also that case they showed in Third Eye Spies about. How the one guy was view- remote viewing a certain location and drew, like, certain water towers that, like, used to be there. Oh, in the past. And yeah. they thought it was a miss. And he was really upset about it because it was such a strong impression. And later, Russell Targ received a book from an old buddy. Or actually, it was from the city. And it showed, back in the day, it had those exact towers that it was either Price or Swan had correctly identified. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was... um. Um, was it, it was it the Mossad agent? They had a woman who served as the control. Oh yeah, and she was like perfect every single time too. A lot of the people they would just pull off the streets as supposedly non-psychic well, yeah, people there, were there the was most psychic people, people. Yeah, there were certain people who traveled around in their um, academia circles, and they're like, "Oh, you're that cool guy who fucking studies the crazy remote viewing. I want to do that." In fact, one of their um. One of their government officials, like, he, the remote viewer didn't show up, and he's like, hell, I'll do it. Let's do this thing. I'll remote view for you. Yeah, that was Russell himself, the the, the guy, the scientist who supposedly ran the um, program who claimed to have no psychic abilities. So I hope I ran that experiment well earlier. I'm kind of curious what your impressions were. I guess I can tell you what the object was no, now. No, they got, like... Just yeah, I guess you know what? I guess that it, yeah, I'm not going to tell you we, what it we, is we in this episode. We'll it on the next one. Yeah, I'm on not going to next episode, man. Come on, don't you know how this works? You listened all the way to the end. So now we're really going to drag it out. Okay. We're going to try this experiment one more time. One more time in case I decide to cut the earlier part, which I probably it's will. It's the same object. I'm looking right at it. In fact, I'm going to burn this object into the astral space and charge this podcast with it. Yeah, we are charging the podcast uh. with what you know, with what, Luke, no, 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 no. with what Luke is holding in his hands at this moment. And you need to send me sketches or writings of what you think it is yeah, I'm holding. Yeah, description or a sketch. You know, screw telling me what it is. Don't tell me what it is. Just tell me the impressions you get. Because telling me what it is, you're going to be wrong. Tell me the impressions you get. What does it look like? What does it feel like? Um, what colors does it feel like? Flavor, taste, flavor, smell. taste, texture, smell, weight, volume, whatever it is. What is it that we are holding in our hands? Your first Imperial impression. Imperial or metric. We you've, don't care. You, by this point, you've already got your first impression. You should be writing it down or, or, or recording it in some way. Good fucking luck. Oh, oh yeah. That was another thing about the, um, the, the remote viewing is that uh, if you just continuously try to remote view the same thing. That it comes in clearer and clearer every time. Easier and easier. Okay, so there is one thing I saw. There was a conference between Russian psychics and U.S. psychics. 
and the Russian collusion. <laughs> this was many. This was one of those many things that happened during the Cold War and now after the Cold War, in order to improve relations between our two countries, where different groups, research groups, will get together in each other's respective country and share information and futuristic ideas and stuff in order to co- create a conversation between two countries. But here's the thing: the, these Russians, they're like professional remote viewers for sports outcomes like they work with gambling houses and stuff that like people actually make money off of their foresight if you will and they're right i think 70 to 80 percent of the time yeah it was 82 percent accuracy but we all knew on sports predictions we all that's that's really good though that's really good but don't don't sports already have odds so they already like they have to calculate odds anyway, well, right? Well, uh, yeah, odds are calculated by um, individual player stats. Now, isn't that in a isn't that precognitive in some weird way? I don't know how you stat an athlete. That's the yeah. thing that I don't get. Like, you can be like, okay, he did this and he did that, but like, you don't know if he's got like a bad time. You know, like he's arguing with his wife or fucking something like that. Well, like, or with, like his like some childhood trauma pops up. Like everyone like, knew Mayweather was going to beat McGregor Mathers. Everyone knew it. It was a five to one betting odds. Yeah, everyone bet on McGregor because they wanted to make those odds and make a bunch of money. But, but they still knew Mayweather was going to win. That's why they gave him the odds. But then everyone thought Hillary was going to win against Trump. Everyone they knew did. that was going to happen. They knew In that fact, was going to happen. There was actually apparently there was like a, a gambling house in boston that sold or basically paid out hillary things the day before so you, you could have you could have lost and won there oh that's gnarly a bunch of dumbasses <laughs> <laughs> so i guess that's the uh, so like I, I mean everyone knows they're psychic like like moms they know when their kids are getting hurt or in trouble or up to no good oh yeah that's not even questioned that's like, not even questioned it's just like oh i know it's like you, yeah you do know like or you'll know you'll be thinking about your friend right before they call. That happens all the time to people. Or you just like say a certain friend's name like three times and they appear. That's the weird one. Oh yeah, you'll be hanging out with your buddies and you'll start talking about your friend. Next thing they know, they walk in the door. They knock on the door. I guess. I guess. I guess that's it on a uh, psychic phenomena. Well, there's a few more psychic phenomena like. Um, oh, the oh, what I wanted to say. Telepathy. Uh, this is what I wanted to say about the the Russians and the Americans. When they were just, they were showing their remote viewing experiments, and the way had the lunar module as one of the targets, and so the guy who was describing it is like, oh, it's uh, it's got legs, it's like a spider, no, yeah. He's also it's like something to do with research in space. Then there's like a spider thing, a spider thing, and what's funny is they did not bring this up. But I noticed it. He called it a spider this, thing. This is, yeah, this is if you're a space buff. If you're a space nerd. The first lem was called the spider. So, from my own... So the first lunar excursion module was known as the spider. So my opinion is, the creators who felt the love of that machine in their heart when they created it and named it... It was the spider. It was the spider. They created it as the spider. And so it so, wasn't the eagle. It was the spider. The and, spider has landed. It'll kind of always be the spider, at least to its creators. And I think that counts for something. And I think that probably shines in the astral world in a way that those Russian scientists, or excuse me, those Russian uh, psychics were able to, to see and tap into. Psychentists. Psychentists. Yeah, psychentists. 
Russian. It's, it's almost German sounding. I've been doing so many German accents, I'm not going to attempt a Russian one right now. So I think that I, I think the one last thing I wanted to tell the audience, which is really cool, is when Price accurately viewed the research facility and got like the names of like cue ball and all these eight secret ball, pro- eight ball, four, 14 ball, all these secret programs. Um, he just, the re- he was <laughs> now we're going to get shot. The CIA guy, I guess who was mad because the NSA was jumping down his throat was like, well, if you're so psychic, how come you didn't just look at the actual target smart guy, the cabin, I gave you the cabin, not the secret base. And Price's answer was, well, the more you try and hide something, the more you want it to be secret, the more it shines in the astral, which is awesome well, to think even, about. Even um, Become a Living Meme EA Coetting says the same fucking shit about observation and trying to hide shit in the astral. In fact, like you could do like an experiment, like say you're an occultist and you want like people's minds to get drawn to something is like hide a sigil behind like a veil. Make it obvious that it's behind something, you know, like that something's there. And so if you really want to hide something, if you're a true expert at hiding something, then you got to hide it in plain sight. Like a bong. <laughs> yeah, it's a vase now. Flowers. But yeah, if you're going to hide something, hide it in plain sight because that's the only way you're going to keep it hidden. At least to a psychic. Yeah, everyone else is just like fiddling around in like the corners and all the nooks and crannies. All those little spaces, like, that'd be a good little stash spot. I bet there's some weed in there. (laughs) So that's episode two, folks. Um, Everybody's psychic. At least that's what we believe. Well, okay. Like, another thing is, like, you could totally develop all these crazy psychic abilities. Like, even the the Hindus got all sorts of shit about this. That's something that's spoken about uh, by Patanjali, where throughout the course of your meditations and your work, you'll sometimes be given cities. Cities are magic powers, like in Star Wars. Like, for instance, there's Force Choke. There's Walk on Water. There's, you know, Healing Wounds. There's... I think Healing Wounds is just... uh, It, it just happens when you're in a, a higher vibrational yeah, like, state. Yeah, they like, they can, like, tap people's foreheads and make them remember shit. And, like... Oh, bring people back from the dead. Yeah. That's something uh, yogis can do, Yeah, like supposedly. Babaji. Babaji, yeah, Babaji can bring people back yeah, from the dead. Yeah, we tackled that already. But yeah, like they have all sorts of crazy powers, and like even even practicing Tai Chi long enough, you can start feeling people's movement. You know, you don't even like have to see them move; you just kind of feel it from like a distance. Well, as an Uber driver, you can kind of feel people's energy a little bit. There's some people that you know what I think is weird is that some people. When you get around them, you just get totally sleepy. Like, I, there's some people that get in my car, and I just immediately start, like, almost falling asleep. And then the second they're out of my car, it's like I'm totally back to normal. They're trying to drain you. They're using their psychic vampirism, which He's, is totally a thing. That's what the books... I've met tons of people like that. That's what the literature would say, but it, they don't appear to be doing it consciously. Well, okay, you don't know that, because there's, like, a lot of, like black magicians just walking around trying to sell your kids souls <laughs> well if you believe that satanic panic mamba jumbo i mean i grew up with a freaking father who like would totally lived in that era i think we all kind of we all kind of came out of that era a little bit if you grew up in the 90s there was still the, the hangover from it where people were very suspicious about satanism even and though christians <laughs> even though a lot of it was debunked yeah, yeah, it turns out just a bunch of rich pedophiles got busted once, and then they started some freaking psyop, 
a rumor that it was a bunch of normies that were Doing a bunch of pedophiles. stuff, yeah. Bohemian Grove. <coughs> Bohemian Grove. <coughs> Moloch worshippers. Moloch worshippers. <coughs> Globalists. <laughs> Damn it, Andrew. What, does, does, he, does he own that? Is he, are we going to get sued for that? I don't know, man. I, uh, let's, let's, let's just run it. Yeah, we're I'm a, I'm live. conspiratorial, but I'm a political moderate, man. I I'm sure some people hate me for that. And everyone hates you now for being a moderate. So fuck you. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you listen to sticks, you know we are no not going to talk about politics. There's no such thing as a moderate. We're not going to talk about politics because that's, politics that's a different show. Politics as we know it are based on a world where humans are not psychic as fuck. And we are psychic as fuck, and we are higher-dimensional beings that deserve to live more dignified, happy lives that are fulfilling and full of art. Yeah, and like, I'm not even sovereign citizen, I'm just a sovereign being. Like, fuck that bullshit about citizenry. And as Henry Zabrowski would say, full of stiff dicks and slick pussies. Oh, yeah. I mean, we want to have a good time, but we don't want it to all go to shit. I guess that's what makes me a moderate, I suppose. We're done now. We're done. I'm not, I am psychic. I'm not a moderate. I'm psychic. I can foresee okay, the end of the show. if you're a psychic, what is the audience thinking right now? I don't think anyone's listening right now. No, I mean, I don't know. I think the people listening right now are like, Jesus Christ, is the show fucking over? All right, one more time. Jesus Christ, is the show fucking over? No, no, we gotta do that experiment. Okay, what am I holding? First impression, first impression right now. What am I holding? Quick. Write it down. Write it down. Draw it. Sketch it. Write it down. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Okay, that's What does it smell like, right? What does it smell like? It's it's like playing a D&D game. You just ask questions like, what does it smell like? What, what does it look like? What, is what it, does it look what like? What does it feel like? Is it, is it full of traps? <laughs> is it full of traps? <laughs> make a saving roll. Does it make the ladies wet? <laughs> All right, I think we're done. All right. That's that's it for this show. Thank you, everybody. Um, thank you for listening to The Whole Rabbit. We are on a lot of different platforms. We're trying to get approved by iTunes, but I wrote Fnord in one of the data fields, and they accused me of... Being a hack. Of being a loser, so I'm resubmitting it to iTunes. Hopefully it's up there, but we are on Spotify. We are on YouTube. We are on Stitcher, and we will hopefully soon be on Google Play. I think we were already approved, but it takes, like... Some time. And if you want to get a hold of us, links down below. Links down below! Uh, the whole rabbit at Instagram with underscores, even one after rabbit, and Luke Madrid Instagram. Luke Madrid at gmail.com. The whole rabbit podcast at gmail.com. You can reach us there. Send us anything. If We would love to have you as a guest. We would love to interview you. We would love to talk to you. If you have anything to say, any if requests. You, get, you like... UFO stories are always welcome. Any stories you have. Written stories are great, too. We can read those on air. We have to learn how to record from Skype, but I hear it's pretty friggin' easy. Uh, but I don't always have stable internet. So we got to figure out how to do that. But we'd love to have an interview with you somehow. Uh, we'd love to hear your stories. We'll read them on air if you have any stories about remote viewing or UFOs or pretty much anything. So and if you want to support us, I'm sure there will be a link below. There will be a link below. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Whole Rabbit. Uh, good night and good luck. Yeah. All right.